0: good morning friends happy thanksgiving although today i want to call it thanks membering day you know i've always loved first thessalonians 5 verses 16 to 18 it's a tremendous passage for this thanksgiving or thanks membering day it says always be joyful never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances for this is god's will for you who belong to christ jesus Now, of course, you need to realize that that passage does not say be thankful for all circumstances, but rather in all circumstances. No matter how terrible the circumstances of life, with God's help, there will always be that for which we can be thankful, even on days that are not called Thanksgiving Day. And yet, you know something, Thanksgiving is a great time, though we almost fly right by it. I mean, Christmas decorations and Santa Claus, it seems, arrive somewhere after 4th of July. In fact, I wouldn't be very surprised at all to see him on a a parade through Branson on the 4th of July wearing shorts. After all, in Branson, that is a possibility. Christmas celebrations literally start in November. And of course, most people can hardly wait for Thanksgiving to be over so we can have the biggest shopping day of the year. You know, Black Friday, along with all of the ball games that are ready to begin. Like, I don't know if you notice that the Thanksgiving ads weigh almost more than your turkey. And really, thanks kind of goes out the window if on that Black Friday that sale item is gone before you get there, or if the sale does not meet your expectations, or if your favorite football team fails to win. And yet I know some of us are going to keep saying this weekend, go Big Red, and the others are going to say, come on, Chiefs, win another game. Well, maybe this past week, children and grandchildren, brought home turkeys, cut out of construction paper with little feathers <clears throat> pasted on them. But they still do that. Some pretended to be pilgrims or Native Americans with their funny bonnets and hats and shoes and feathers and on and on. I mean, the president actually commuted the sentence of a turkey, and he's issued the annual Thanksgiving proclamation. And our secular government that almost chokes every time it says God suddenly projects an air of piety and encourages all to be thankful for at least one day of the year. You know, Thanksgiving is unusual because it combines God and government and society. And it's considered perfectly acceptable for everyone, regardless of religion, to be thankful on Thanksgiving. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of concerns me a little bit, because when something becomes universally acceptable, it has usually been drastically watered down, changed from its original purpose. For example, Santa Claus often replaces the baby in the manger. There's a bunny that comes hop, hop, hopping along at Easter. Now, my purpose today, however, is not to be the Grinch who wants to steal Christmas. I just want to relax a bit and enjoy Thanksgiving, at least for a few hours, if not for a few days. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to build in three safeguards that I think will help you remember and protect and expand your thanksgiving or your thanks-membering. Here's the first way. Make sure that you're thankful to the right somebody. Harriet Martin was an atheist. One morning, she and a friend stepped out into the beautiful fall day, and they saw the brilliant sun peeking through the haze, the frost on the meadow, the brightly colored leaves making their ways lazily to the ground. She was filled with the beauty, and she said, "'I am just so very thankful.'" Her believing friend asked, thankful to whom? You know, so that's a good question and not just at Thanksgiving. If you really are thankful, then the next question would have to be, thankful to whom? Well, King David in the Old Testament who the answer to the question of thankfulness because if anyone ever had cause to lift his voice in Thanksgiving, it was David, a shepherd boy, who became the hero of a nation, a Hunted fugitive who became its king, and then a condemned sinner who became a man after God's own heart. I mean, is it any wonder that he began Psalm 103 with these words Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. So I say it again when you decide to be thankful, be sure that you like King David are thankful to the right somebody. Here's my second suggestion. Make sure you thank God for the right reasons. Now, friends, if you were to draw up a Thanksgiving list of things for which you are thankful, what would you put on that list? Well, I know some of the things that I would probably include. You know, in spite of everything that's taken place this past year, let's be honest, this past year, 2020, has not been easy. And yet, I am still thankful that I enjoy the blessings of living in this great country. You know, I've lived in other lands, I've visited many other countries, and I'm so thankful for the privilege of being a citizen of the United States of America. And despite all of my occasional aches and pains, I'm thankful for physical blessings too. I mean, someone once said, count your fingers and your toes, and if your mind is sharp enough to count that high, then give God thanks for your mind too thinking that you can see and that you have the agility to move from one place to another. See, I thank him for supplying me with everything that I really need. Now, I hope you notice I did not have, I I do not have everything I would like to have. But you know, our good Lord has met my needs. And I know that he is the supplier of every good and perfect gift that comes my way. Now, I realize that our list could go on and on, but let's look at uh, a list that David made in Psalm 103. We we'll start at verse three. He begins by thanking God for being a God who forgives all our sins. Now he does not begin by thanking God for making him king or that Israel was the strongest nation in the world. No, first of all, he thanks God for forgiving sins. Now may I suggest that this is the most precious gift that any of us can ever receive. I mean, God, through Jesus, has provided the way for our sins to be forgiven, and it is ours if we will accept it. Then he says that God heals all your diseases. You know, David probably didn't know much about germs or infections or COVID-19, but he knew that when the people of Israel obeyed God's laws, they didn't have the plagues the nations around them had. He also knew that when troubles did arise and they called on God for help, he was always there to help. Now, of course, we may not be able to understand everything that happens in life, but I am convinced that God is still the great physician and that he knows the deepest needs of my life and your life even better than I do or you do. And whether my need is physical or psychological or spiritual, I'm sure that God will always do that which is best for me. And I'm so very thankful for that. And then David says that God redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. You know, God certainly certainly did that for King David. And guess what? He is still doing that today. And then he says, God fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, I like that. I mean, almost everybody is searching for some fountain of youth. But I'm kind of a realist. And when I stand in front of the mirror, I realize I was not born with well, graying and disappearing hair or poor eyesight or wrinkles. I mean, maybe Paul explained it best when he said he was wasting away on the outside, but inside we are being renewed day by day. You know, as we look at King David's thanksgiving or thanksmembering list, it's easy for us to say, that's great. We can just add his list to ours and join all others together in thanking God for all the joys and blessings he showers upon us every day. But friends, and this is my third suggestion, even though bad things happen to God's people, we can still praise God. You see, not everybody is sharing in our joy and thanksgiving. I mean, there are many people in our own community and in this world that are suffering. I mean, listen to the prayer list in church on Sunday. You're going to see some who are anticipating surgery, others battling perhaps a terminal illness, some struggling with family or financial problems. In fact, almost everybody who's listening today is suffering in one way or another, and if not today, then perhaps tomorrow. It was Job who said every man is born to trouble just as the sparks fly upward. Yet even though bad things happen to God's people, we can still give praise and thanksgiving to God. Now why is that? It's because the great difference between God's people and the rest of the world is that God's people do not suffer alone. David put it this way, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So you see, friends, we are not the only ones struggling. We are not the only ones hurting. The people who never darken the door of a church are hurting too. The people who never lift a voice in praise or thanksgiving to God are hurting too. The great difference is that when we hurt, God is there to help us through those difficult moments. Exodus chapter 2 verse 24 says, God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Now you and I forget names we were told just five minutes ago. Friends that used to be part of our lives move away and out of sight and out of mind, but the God of the universe who has billions of people to be concerned about never forgets. And he heard the groaning of Israel, and he remembered the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in Exodus 3, verse 7. That verse says, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them. Did you get that? Friends, God is saying, I hear every cry that comes from the lips of my people, every prayer from the depth of their hearts. I am concerned about their tears. I am concerned about their suffering. And I'm reaching down to rescue them. That's really another good reason to be thankful, isn't it? You know, it was my experience that when my kids were hurting, those were usually the times when well, we were most eloquently able to communicate our, communicate our love and concern to them. It's because we can't stand to watch them hurting, so we literally scoop them up in our arms, or if they get too big for that, we try to communicate our love verbally. We want them to know that we hurt, too, because they do. And we try to do everything we can to take away the hurt. And those have been tender, precious moments. You know, some of my greatest moments with God have been the times when I have hurt the most, when I felt the most empty, when I cried from the depths of my soul to find that he was still there always faithful, always keeping his promise. So, friends, today, if you're going through the trials of life without the help of Jesus, then I want you to know that you don't have to continue down that lonesome road any longer, that God sent his son into the world and the sacrifice is complete. So, very simply, if you receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, you too can say, Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. Happy Thanksgiving, friends happy thanks membering. God bless. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.